Hey, this is Jack, and welcome to More Quality Time. I'm here with Lauren. Hey. And we are really excited to welcome you to the first episode of our podcast. It's been a podcast that's about navigating the last six months, and we're going to be talking to people all over the world. And uh, tonight, uh, we have our first guest. And his name is Jack. But uh, before we get into that, uh, Lauren, what's been going on? What's what's the update in in your life? Um, the update in my life is we took up tennis this week, and that's been really fun. Um, otherwise, not much else has been happening. It's been fun thinking about this podcast and like doing all the different things associated with that. And then also I've been getting ready to go back to the office. I'm going back to the office starting next week for two days, every other week, uh, which I'm not sure how I feel about that. So maybe we can talk about that next week. Um, but yeah, it feels like a, a big step forward after six months away. How about you? Yeah, um, it's still just uh, working, working a lot. Um, in the fourth week of my third job of 2020, and uh, hopefully the last. It's uh, even if I, even if for whatever reason it happens that I'm <laughs> out of this job, I think I'm just going to sit the rest of 2020 out. It's a, it's a yeah. from, from the gods. Um, Third time's a charm. Exactly, exactly. No, but that has been great. Um, and, uh, just, just excited to see, uh, some friends around town and, uh, get back into my exercise regime. Um, but tell us a little bit about your conversation that you had and, um, what, what we should be looking forward to. I'm really excited, uh, for this episode, uh, speaking to a friend of mine, uh, Jack Freed, um, tell us about it. Yeah, it was a really great conversation. I loved chatting to Jack. You know, I've spoken to him a bit um, over the last few months and um, we talk in the conversation about how he came to visit you in New York in uh, around February, early February. And that's the only time I've ever met him and it was very brief. And um, we remember about how naive we were back then and, um and yeah, it was, it was a really great conversation getting to know him a bit better, more one-on-one, um, which I've never had the chance to do before. And, um, we, we talked about his perspective based on his, um, the work that he does that he really probably knew more about what was coming for us than a lot of people. Uh, and we talk about the journey that he's been on, um, moving around and and then we also talk more about what was going on with him pre-pandemic and we compare rats in New York City and DC which is funny but gross um and then we end with some great recommendations oh man well I cannot wait to listen to it and uh, I'm sure that our many listeners cannot wait to listen to it as well so uh I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for having me on, Lauren. No it's a pleasure. Thanks for having. Thanks for being with us. Um, so, how have you been? What what is the what's been happening? What has the last few months been like for you? Oh, well, geez, I uh, let's see. Last weekend, I moved out of my ancestral home. I uh, was with my parents for the past uh, 
six months. I, I left DC in March um, and I moved back in with my, my mom and dad for a little bit. Uh, and did I you, think it was a surprise. How did you decide to, to do that? Did you go straight oh, away? It was, or? it was like not a, it was not a hard decision, honestly, yeah. because I wasn't enjoying DC that much, like being shacked up uh, in an apartment. So it, it was, it was pretty easy for me. Um, I think it was a surprise to both myself and to my parents that I ended up staying as long as I did. I remember like, uh, it must've been April or something like that. I've been home for a couple, couple of weeks. I was like, you know, dad, I'm really enjoying being up here. And like, I think I might stay, uh, I don't know, till like the end of June or something like that. And he yeah. looked so exasperated. <laughs> he was like, June, like, no way. Yeah. I mean, that's um, like a lot of foresight. I, I feel like none of us in April, we all thought, oh, <clears throat> it'll be over soon. Like you that's saw, true, yeah. No, they, ahead, but read better than all of us did. Yeah, it's, it's, my, it's in my nature, I guess. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, no, you're right. I mean, it, like, I felt like it kept getting pushed, pushed back. And of, of course, like when I first went home, I didn't expect to to be there for six months but the time went by so quickly I feel like I I don't know I it it seems kind of like a little a little bit of a blur um since then I guess that's a an outcome of the fact that for the most part you're kind of doing the same thing yeah from day to day and so looking back on it like it's hard to uh to discern like where one day starts and you know the next ends and everything like that but in the beginning of like March like mid-March so you did like a few weeks in DC like once everything was kind of quarantining what was that like Mm -hmm. and yeah and like tell Um, me about like even the transition to quarantine and all of that mm mm-hmm I like, uh, interesting. Um, I haven't, I haven't thought about it. It's been such a long time since then. Um, I remember, so for my job, I do a mm-hmm. lot of, uh, I, I do a lot of work tracking like developments in China essentially. And so I felt like, like the, my radar on this was, um, up before a lot of people's were because, you know, it, China was one of the first countries where this was really impactful to society and to the economy and everything like that. Um, and so I think it was around, I, I think January or something where I had wow. uh, a, a colleague actually come back from uh-huh. Wuhan. And at the time, like, I don't think people r- quite understood <laughs> what the, uh, like much about the coronavirus and how it could be transmitted. And so, you know, nobody really knew, but looking back on it, I was like, you know, that, that could never happen in today's environment where you could travel to China during an outbreak and come back (laughs) like to the U S and like not abide by any social distancing or anything like that. But um, as far as the transition goes, like, I think at first I was a little bit excited to, to mm-hmm. be honest, like n- not 
obviously, you know, it was like scary at the same time, but I was like, oh yeah, like it'll be two weeks of like, you know, I don't have to go into work. I don't have to go yeah. into the office. Um, but then, you know, I, I think shortly thereafter it became uh, a little bit more <laughs> real once, once yeah. we figured out like, well, number one, that like, looking at the experiences of other countries that this is going on longer than a period of weeks, but then like that in our own country, we would manage to like massively fuck things up mm -hmm. so much more than anybody else that like, we're still in this position where not a lot of other uh, countries are still yeah. uh, have to abide by as, as strict of the protocols as we do. So yeah. I hope yeah. that answers. I no, that that's answers great. Question, no, but, it's so yeah. interesting how you kind of, I feel like the fact that you probably saw it coming before most of us and you saw it extending longer than the rest of us thought, I think is like interesting. And I think there's, there's a connection there. That Thank you. you. <laughs> well, you were, you were like <laughs> way more in tune with what was going on than most people, I think. Yeah, I, I, sure. I, I guess before it became, I, I remember in the US, right, the sort of pivotal moment where everyone was like, oh shit, like this is real and this could actually affect our lives is, I think it was Tom Hanks yeah. that was the, like the mm -hmm. first celebrity, that was just like yeah. shocking, you know what I mean? You're like, totally. it became real. And I think that if, if there is a silver lining to come out of this, it's like, oftentimes when, when you think about problems like pandemics or other like really big global challenges, you know, for us in the Western world, um, we think about that as like other people's issues. And, and right. that would never happen to, to um, people that have our living standards, have our standard of healthcare, mm -hmm. uh, have our type of government. But here we are. And so um, I think perhaps going forward, right? <sighs> if anything, maybe it will make us a little bit more empathetic and attuned to <laughs> problems that are happening outside of yeah. our country and ultimately how those things affect us. Yeah. Um, just one last thing I would say on this point is like, mm -hmm. I was looking at, um, there's these really cool, like, I, I love Reddit and uh, there's this subreddit called r slash data is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it shows like throughout the world, the global number of deaths by like all the causes. So like um, heart disease and other preventable diseases and things like that. And it shows COVID sort of like going up the charts as time goes on. Mm -hmm. But malaria is like consistently the number one mm -hmm. cause of death um, globally. I perhaps I'm, I'm sure COVID probably has surpassed it now, mm -hmm. but it's just like looking at that I, the most striking thing about it was like there is an ongoing um yeah. sort of I, I don't know I don't know the technical terms to describe it but like yeah. malaria kills so many people a year and and in our we just go about our daily lives because it doesn't affect us totally um in the U.S. or you know in Australia mm -hmm. so yeah, no, it's fascinating. And, you know, what, and all of the world's resources have been focused on solving this problem. And what if we applied the same level of determination to some other problems? Seriously. Yeah. yeah. But what about Lauren? Can I ask, yeah. you know, how have things 
been for you? Are you you're back in New York City, right? And you had left with uh, with Jack. Yeah, I guess so, a little bit after. after yeah, we did eight weeks in New York in like full blown lockdown, which was um, crazy in hindsight. Like really, mm-hmm. um, in hindsight, a very traumatic time. <laughs> um, where yes, like those first few weeks for me was the sort of height of the emotions was so intense that I even remember thinking at the time that there is no way that we can live like this long term like it was just so intense all the time um yeah and like I I remember that day when Tom Hanks um announced that he was positive (laughs) and um and it was the same day that the NBA shut down and that was like a real turning I remember the Tuesday was the day that the World Health Organization declared it a pandemic. Some of my friends got sent home from work immediately. As soon as that happened, nothing happened where I worked. And then um, the following day was Tom Hanks and the NBA. And then I worked in the office the remainder of that week. And I remember on the Thursday and the Friday, the subway was empty. And the Friday, it was raining. And it really, and we got told on Thursday that we were going to be working from home as of Monday. Mm-hmm. that Friday where you knew it was your last day in the office for like, I don't know, two weeks, three weeks, whatever. Um, it felt like the end of the world being on an empty right. subway with, <laughs> when it was raining and it was really. Yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and New York was really like the epicenter mm-hmm. of it in, in the U S so I can yeah. Yeah. I, the first few weeks that. I really didn't even want to go outside. I didn't want to, because mm-hmm. it was the impact on the city was so obvious and so in your face seeing these sad businesses empty um that it was really like too sad to be outside and so um eventually yeah yeah, after eight weeks we had a chance to leave and basically haven't been back all i can say is that i'm happy i got a visit in uh to you and to and to jack before um yeah before the outbreak happened totally. i don't know if i would have been welcomed back given the fact that i had uh, locked Jack's <laughs> out of out of the apartment oh my god um what a time but i, I got a bet out of it for sure so. yeah <laughs> so you talked about how during the last six months like every day has kind of felt the same so what have you been doing like how have you been spending your mm. time oh my goodness um well, for the most part, I've been working, but mm-hmm. that's boring, so I won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, you know, I I think that it has it has been a time where I can sort of like reevaluate um, parts of my life, and so like I think number one, it's been a time for reflection, and that that has made things like difficult in some respects, mm-hmm. but. In other respects, it's awesome because, um, you know, I've gotten to like try new hobbies and learn new skills. And so I've been like trying to learn how to cook, which hasn't been Uh going all that successfully because I have a terrible track record of cooking. But I bought this book called Salt, Acid, Fat. Oh, yes. I've heard. Do you know this one? I think it's on Netflix as well. I think it's a TV show. It is. Yeah. I'm like super basic. I just saw Mm -hmm. it on Netflix and I like started Googling it. (laughs) And no, but it's really cool because, uh, like, it's not just a book. It's not just a cookbook in, in the fact that, you know, it gives you recipes and tells mm-hmm. you to just follow 
what they've written down. This sort of premise of it is that irrespective of the cultural differences and how food is prepared, good cooking mm -hmm. can be boiled down to these four elements, which are salt, yeah. fat, acid, heat. And so mm -hmm. uh, I've only made my way through salt and fat so oh, far. Wow. And I've tried to like, <laughs> I've tried to like, uh, you know, freehand a recipe or two and they've yeah. actually turned out horrible, oh, which is nice. like, yeah, yeah, I think I take some of her advice like too literally, yeah. you know, I'm she not says. not about freehand. I like to follow the rules. Yeah, I, that's what <laughs> I thought too. But I was like, I need to, it would be cool to try to learn yeah. how to improvise a little bit. Um, but yeah, like for instance, she was talking about, you know, people don't use enough salt. Like people oftentimes underestimate um, how much salt they need to use in their dishes. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh my God, like, <laughs> oh, no. that's crazy. <laughs> like I'll totally add like a fuck ton of salt to, yeah. and it'll make me like a better cook. And so I tried <laughs> to make, uh, <laughs> I tried to make fried rice and mm -hmm. like it was inedible by the time <laughs> it came out. Cause it was so salty. Oh no. Um, so anyways, I won't be a, allotted chef in the near future but right. you know hopefully we're, we're going to make progress eventually yeah what else any any other new hobbies or interests mm. let's say i bought a bike which was uh -huh. nice um although the one so the bike has been great especially so my parents live up in massachusetts um in a town called Gloucester, which is like right by the water. And so it, it was really fun being back there the summer to like go on bike rides um, around the town and like be by the ocean and everything like that. So that was really fun. The only, uh, the only thing that kind of creeps me out about that though, was like, um, I bought this bike off of this lady who <laughs> she was like so nice and she was like I don't know 65 or something like that and the bike is great very fair price I found this lady on Facebook marketplace mm -hmm. um but essentially I go like I responded to her ad and she calls me like <laughs> five minutes after I send the message and yeah. starts like asking me all these personal questions about myself about like, <laughs> what my family is like and like where I'm from and what my career and interests are and everything like that and it turns out um the like her husband had recently passed away mm -hmm. and so she wanted the bike to be like in a oh. you know in someone that she like felt should have the bike. I was like that's really sweet that's so lovely but I was like really nervous about not living up to yeah her dead husband's oh. uh, stand <laughs> standards wow so, yeah anyways I went over to her house and I got grilled some more mm -hmm. um but eventually the I seem to have passed the test yeah. and um, was able to, you know, go through with the transaction. So I have well, a new bike great. on my hands, which is, it's, it's exciting. Cool. So you were living in DC before everything changed. How, tell me about that. How long had you been living there? What were you doing? What was life like? Um, I, so I went to UVA mm -hmm. and I graduated in May, 2018. I um, like moved back home with my parents for a summer and then I was applying for jobs and um, got a job at like a government relations political risk organization in DC. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been 
living here since August of 2018. So mm-hmm. it's like about two years now. Um, mm-hmm. This is my third apartment. Wow. And it might be my favorite. Yeah, I've moved every year and moving uh-huh. is so awful. Like I, I if, if I ever get rich one day, moving <laughs> is the one thing that like, I will not do by myself, no. you know, like I, money at that problem. I don't care about an expensive car or house or like yeah. moving is just miserable. It's so, so awful. Um, why do you keep doing it? Why do I keep moving? Cause I have to. And oh. like, I, I don't know. I've never actually looked into the, the cost of what it would take to, um, to hire someone to move you. But I feel like it's right. also still kind of an involved process because you yeah. have to like direct people to say like, put this there. And yeah. like, I don't know. I just, but why not just I guess stay the moral of the are. story is like, just stay where you are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but why, why haven't you? Well, very good reasons for that. Okay. And I can, I can go into detail. Please. Um, all right. Very excited for this. So my <laughs> first apartment was in Capitol Hill. Uh-huh. and uh, everything was great except mm-hmm. for one problem, which was that the rat problems and <laughs> oh, no. uh, the rats in Capitol Hill oh, are like enormous. Really? And we had a rat infestation in our house. Oh. I don't, infestation might not be the right word, but like multiple rats. It's a strong um, word. I know. Infestation probably implies like... I mean, multiple I don't sounds know, hundreds, like... Hundreds, perhaps? I mean... Uh, any more than zero is too many but lauren i don't know if you saw in your time in dc Uh did did you see a dc rat i don't think i did actually you know what new york has some pretty like beefy rats i feel like too but my favorite story to tell like early in the pandemic was i read online that the rats in new york were so hungry because none of the restaurants (laughs) were putting like rubbish out on the street that they were eating each other oh my gosh <laughs> they're savages like what the yeah. fuck don't yeah don't cross a rat I feel and there like was a rat that lived kind of like outside my apartment at, like not in my apartment but he his home was clearly near mine and I, you had just you had like identified him as like yeah. a singular rat like, because he was so large that <laughs> I, I knew him anyway some very intimate connections with this rat no but anyways the the, i looked out the same window for two months okay the precipitating factor that led me to flee my house was that i woke up in the middle of the night and i found no there was a rat on my chest and so oh Oh my god your podcast will probably have to be like you know M for mature at this yeah. point because that's because that's of the rat graphic. content yeah yeah um wow anyway let's no it on. was it was truly tr- like truly traumatic yeah um that's a good reason no one ever wants to go th- you can hear them in the walls too and so oh every God. night after that I could hear them sort of like tapping tapping oh away God. at the walls and it, it was really bad so how long um, after the incident did you move a couple months. I mean, we waited oh, until the end of our end of our lease. It was funny because we we went to our landlord and we were like, <laughs> "This is <a> <laughs> we're like we have really bad rat problems." And he was like so like nonchalant about it. He was like, "You ever consider getting like a cat man?" And I was like, "Dude, no. like fi- like hire somebody to deal with this." <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Um. Wow. Okay, so you left so, the rat house, and then what happened? <laughs> I left the rat house. Um, and I'm <laughs> I moved uh to Shaw. Uh-huh. Um and that house 
no problems really Th- there was a slight problem with like the <laughs> <laughs> no like no problems on the scale of the rats but yeah uh this house um it my room was was pretty small and the ac unit was directly above it and so mm-hmm. it would make these like obnoxious you were treated uh, by the noises no i was re- i'm like a very sensitive sleeper and i think fi- well, i got like a lot of shit for my roommates about this and also from jack armstrong too because oh really he came to stay with me and i was like careful <laughs> dude like it's really loud in here at night and like i woke him up the next morning and i was like how did you sleep i was like totally expecting him to be like oh it's awful you know like i couldn't fall asleep for half an hour without waking up because of the sound but he was like Oh, I had no problems at all. But anyway, <laughs> so we, I had to move out of that house because my roommates were uh, moving. Um, one was moving to New York. The other, the other pair um, were moving in together. So mm-hmm. here I am. Uh, and this, this situation seems nice. My room is quite large. Although I was informed after uh, I had moved all of my stuff in mm-hmm. here that a witch had previously oh my occupied God. my room. So what? I don't know if you're superstitious, but like that what does that mean? Me a little bit. I like I asked most that re- same question, Lauren. Just before um, you or a while before? I, no, like just just before. What? A modern day witch? <laughs> yeah, no, she was she was self-identified as a oh, as well. a witch. And I don't mean <laughs> to like yeah, I don't mean to judge or anything like that, right. but I feel like if I could live in a a room previously occupied by a witch or a non-witch, like I feel like there might be some, I don't know, some negative energy going on in the witch room. Interesting. But it's it's been okay so far, but I'll, I'll report back. If <laughs> no I, issues yet. You know, have any issues. Yeah. And so how are you feeling like looking forward now? You're in a new place. What? what's your outlook are you feeling positive <laughs> negative or neutral <laughs> oh let's see uh i think the the like unsatisfactory answer is that i um i i don't spend a ton of time like looking into the future about like what's or, or thinking about what's going to happen. I really like my current situation. Um, mm-hmm. I really like like my roommates a lot. I'm I'm liking my job and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I feel like uh you know this is a I'm living with like four other people right now, and so mm-hmm. it's a pretty big group. But I I I really like that. Um, you know, given quarantine and everything like that, there's more people around that I can like, yeah. spend time with and everything, um, which is one of the advantages of it. Yeah. Um, but then, like, beyond that, I don't know. Like, I, what do you think is going to happen? You saw into the future in January and you knew that it was going to be a shit show. Mm. So tell me the future now. <clears throat> oh, specifically, not in my own personal situation, well, but with regards to... Either or, yeah. Coronavirus. Okay. Um, I think people are... I think people are uh, underestimating the amount of time that we will be uh, in some type of quarantine-like state. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 
I, I think people see vaccines as a sort of panacea that once one is available, um, that COVID is over, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the, re- the reality of the situation is that for that to be the case, that assumes that the vaccine is taken by 100% of people and that maybe not 100%, but some, you know, very high amount of people in the US um, and that it's, it has a very high rate of effectiveness. And Mm -hmm. so like that, those conditions are almost certainly not going to be true in terms of like the first vaccine that comes to market. And I think that there's a lot of political pressure right now um, on companies to, uh, you know, bring something that may not have gone through the same types of um, requirements or prerequisites or checks or testing that like vaccines, which typically take many years to actually go from uh, clinical trials to like actually being, um, you know, dispersed within the population have been through. So I foresee a situation where like we're there are various regional places that are like in a better situation than others mm-hmm. um, that have to like th- that I guess are are able to not have as strict as lockdown of lockdowns, but other parts of the country that like continue to have a lot of trouble. Um, And I just think that it's going to be a huge problem around like misinformation and, uh, you know, people being very reticent to like take a vaccine Mm -hmm. um, and and having a critical mass of people that, that does that is like the (laughs) uh, precondition for going back to something close to what we would call like pre COVID or, you know, normal life. So I mean, who knows? I, it's, it's, it's really hard to say. And I'm obviously not like an expert in any of these, this type of stuff, but I do think that people um, maybe a little bit too optimistic. I know the podcast is supposed to be optimistic, (laughs) but like, here I am. So. (laughs) And how do you think like you as a person have changed as a result of this experience and like what's right, what stayed the same and what's changed in terms of what's important to you and how you approach life? Yeah. I think, well, I I imagine this is true about a lot of people, but like, I feel like there's so many pressures on younger people right now in terms of trying to do something that adheres to what the sort of traditional metrics of success are. Mm -hmm. So you go to a good school, you maybe you get a good graduate education and then you go live in a big city on the East coast, like New York, and you make a ton of money mm-hmm. um, and you live in the city. And I think for me, COVID and giving me the opportunity to basically like go back and live with my parents for six months. It's something that I never thought I would do again in my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Um, and cert- I certainly would not have done that if not for COVID. Um, 
and I, they live in like a really beautiful place. Um, it's a very small community, like very closely knit by the, by the water. There's a lot of like great nature and everything like that. And so I, I think for me, it's, it's changed my perspective going forward in terms of like, that could be something that might, in terms of living in a place like that, um, and maybe not having like a big fancy job in mm -hmm. a, a city would lead to, uh, you know, conditions that would make me happier than like, if, like, I don't know, COVID had never caused me to change my perspective on that, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And and then how does that, how is it going to affect how you spend your time going forward? Like are there things that you not, you're not doing anymore that used to be important to you and or new things that you hope to continue? Mm -hmm. um, well, yeah, I mean, we were talking a little bit about it before, like, you know, some of the, the things that I've tried to like pick up on, um, like cooking and mm -hmm. uh you know getting outside biking and 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 things like that or like i think things that i now have kind of the extra time because i'm not you know going to the office and doing things after work to like devote a little bit more time on um which is good and i'm like i'm really excited about that yeah okay and then let's finish up with some recommendations what have been your favorite things to watch read Ooh, listen okay. to eat buy all right my uh my tv recommendation i so i think everybody needs to watch like a tv show that is like super basic and like okay. doesn't require a lot of brain power to watch and so totally. have you have you seen selling sunset on no, Netflix? no but i've heard oh, a goodness. lot about it i know it's amazing it's yeah. amazing um lots of drama lots mm -hmm. of great gossip and the houses are beautiful so it's yeah. like what else could you that ask for up my alley yeah um as far as a a book i just finished reading um the overstory mm -hmm. which and i forget the author's name i'm like always terrible about this but it's basically about like the environmental justice movement um and specifically like <laughs> it talks a lot about uh like respect for um, trees and forests and, and, and things like that. And it follows the stories of like eight or 10 people who all converge at the end in, in one sort of like unified um, thing, which I, I thought it's a fantastic book and I would, I would highly recommend it to, mm -hmm. to people. All right, Lauren, I just had a chance to listen to your conversation with Jack, and I got to say it was really uh, exciting and bizarre uh, experience, uh, sort of eavesdropping on on my friend and you speaking, but um, I loved hearing about his um, sort of insider information uh, about uh, COVID, you know, crazy that he had a co colleague from Wuhan um, in the office with him in, in February. I mean, that thing seems totally unthinkable um, today. But uh, it seems like you guys had a great, great conversation. Yeah, I mean, I love Jack. And I love that we got to spend that time together and um, deep dive into everything that's been going on. And um, yeah, I feel like I, I got to know him better. And it was great to hear about, 
you know, what was happening before COVID and before I knew him. And um, yeah, I'm really glad we got to spend that time together. Yeah, no, and and um, I mean, hearing hearing his stories about cooking and and the rats. I mean, that, <laughs> I, I have to say, I, I mean, I only lived in New York for a few months, but the DC rats are a formidable force. Wow, I, I never I, knew until this conversation. Oh no, oh they they are really um, a force to be reckoned with. I, I think um, you know, I'm obviously so New York glad. is. I'm so glad I didn't know about this until after we left DC. Oh, I thought you did. I mean, I thought we, I thought I pointed out those rats. There was that one living in our cupboard the whole time. There was not. <laughs> <laughs> well, there may not have been that we knew about, but um, no. And, and uh, I think he gave us some great recommendations uh, along the way for, yeah. um, for the listeners, the, Overstory, the book he recommended, is a 2018 novel by Richard Powers. And mm -hmm. uh, so clarifying fiction, not nonfiction. So, uh, um, but yeah, and, and uh, what, what do you think um, was his most insightful uh, comment? I thought it was really interesting him reflecting on, you know, he never thought that he would uh, be back to where he grew up and he, you know, all these markers of success in your twenties and suddenly, um, reevaluating all of them and how he had a really nice time with his parents and how lovely is that? And, um, it'll be interesting to see where the next little while takes him. Cause it sounds like maybe he's yearning for that again. I know. I, I, I found that really, uh, you know, when when scholars look back at this podcast 50 60 years from now i think that is something that they'll really uh, identify as as a uh, a trend that was yeah. sort of part of the zeitgeist and and that uh disconnect between what you know everybody wants uh wants to be doing and what they think they should be doing totally well, I am really uh, got to congratulate you on kicking off the first <laughs> podcast and, uh, and looking forward to uh, many more. But thanks for joining us on more quality time, everyone. <laughs>